Welcome. To Arcade Audio. Welcome to this week's episode of Married with Movies. I'm one of your hosts, Samantha Mullet. Sitting across from me at the table is your other host, my beautiful husband, Chris Mullet. I feel like we're about to play a shitty fucking card game. <laughs> this is so I would weird. Never be your no, but I would no. never be your partner in a card game. I think we've talked about this before. We hate cooperative games. Yeah, I I am your partner in life, and that is by far enough. Yeah, I don't yeah, need to be yeah. your partner in fucking hearts. No, nope. there's no partners in spades. hearts. Spades. Oh god, no, you're a terrible spades player. <laughs> I'm much better spades player than you give me credit for. So this is basically an ugly sweater murder mystery party. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, I, I just so we're on the same page. It is our guest star series, and our guests for the month of October are uh, two very, very good friends. Uh, a podcast veteran and somebody who really should be already. Uh, first, to my left, Max. Hello. Hello. And then to my right, the the infamous RJ from RJ Hates Rap. I was going to ask in advance... Uh, so usually, yep. when I'm, like, titling the show, I would say, like, you know, the birdcage featuring the individual's name. I, I do their full name. Yep. Uh, but I believe your stage name at this point is just RJ. <laughs> You're, like, shitty podcast share. Um, so I wasn't sure if you wanted your full names on there, if you wanted just Max and RJ, like, you're an old-timey, like, comedy that's, duo. Uh, that's, that's us. We're an old... Yep. So I actually am going to broach the subject. So the reason why I had you guys on for October is because you are celebrating uh, the marriage you guys uh, joined in last year with yep. a, a ceremony uh, the day after this is airing. So this is airing in two weeks. Perfect. Um, are you? Did you guys do like names? Or are you just still doing? Oh anything? yeah, I kept that shit. No, the children will be hyphenated. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And yes, this is our fifth wedding with all the COVID shit. <laughs> so um, I was going to get into and it. And I can't wait till it's over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought one was bad. So uh, I couldn't imagine doing five. So Max, Max and RJ joined us for, for dinner and for to getting together to talk about the movie that uh, they nominated and we selected. And as we were like congregating in the kitchen, uh, all of their save the dates are still on the fridge, <laughs> just on top of one another. <laughs> Thanks, and, COVID. and somebody pointed it, I believe it was RJ, in the most... Uh, observant moment of your entire life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Although, to be fair, we did concoct when you sent it to me, and I confirmed that I got it. You're like, Dan, you got that fast. And you're like, put it on the fridge to see how long it takes Sam to notice. I didn't. Ballpark of a week. And at day eight, I was like, hey, uh-huh. Samantha, here. Yeah. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> I'm actually playing one of those games with Max right now, and he still oh. hasn't noticed. Ooh. Oh. Well, now he knows. Something's on the fridge? I didn't say it was on the fridge. Ooh. But it's been... Oh, Our house very is a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> I can't find it. He got a tattoo on his back. You have no idea. <laughs> just to nope. practice for the podcast, I just started fucking with you about two weeks ago. As oh, much um, as I could. Great. Oh, God. Great. You're, well, uh... I won't sleep tonight. Thank you. <laughs> How's that drink turn out, by the way? It's wonderful, actually. Uh, we don't know what cage. it's called. It's, it's called the, bird the bird cage. cage. We called it the bird cage. We're dubbing it's it the bird honestly, cage. No, honestly... 
I want to name it after the persona of Gene Hackman in that white wig. Drag dress. At the end, and literally dancing with his shoulders. So what is it going to be? I think we call it the white wig. Or the white, you know, white wig. wig. White wig. It's Beautiful. seven, it's seven there up. it is. Done. It's, it's seven up, silver clear. tequila, and squeeze out lime juice. Yeah, and perfect. honestly, I could drink this forever, everyone. <laughs> uh, Try it. That's your official drink for today's episode. The white Shout wig. out slash fuck you to Alcohol Hollywood. Uh, <laughs> 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 an actual movie alcohol podcast that did Pod Slam two years. There were fine yeah it's fine were you, were you ever there when uh when they were there not, you no. missed though i think the, i think you guys alternated we sure. couldn't have you in the same room it, <laughs> it's, it's at this point uh if you're new here uh samantha and i normally talk about a random movie just two of us but uh starting a few months ago we started to spice it up a little bit and have uh people that have never been on the show before on the show title to, of your sex to enjoy hey, hey. um to uh, to be on and like you know Jake get a Paul's different experience. Jake right next to me. How could I not? And it is oh god damn it. Yep. It, it's at this it's, show. it's at this point in the evening where I have to address the fact that I said I would never do a fucking podcast with you <laughs> <laughs> because I listen to R J Hates Rap is like my favorite podcast. Uh, oh, rest in peace. You don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I mean the me? audience and, and him. One hundred percent. I know we had that conversation. I just wanted to be one hundred percent. And I just want to put something on the record. Yes, mm-hmm. I have not listened to an entire episode of that <laughs> ever once. Cool. I believe it. Um, well, you have. I'm actually. In the other you room. know what? Yes. I'm a proud non-listener. Sure. Yeah. Of RJ hates rap. Well, how many episodes of RJ hates rap was there? Uh, you guys right. beat 200, 160. I think, right? 160 something? So yep. you didn't listen to 160 episodes? No, I was uh, I was present. Yeah. Right, right, I mean, right. I was in another right. room. Right. I don't know. Right. My husband's loud. Yes. What? Y- yeah. Just the laugh. How many yeah. How many um, podcast episodes have you done oh, in your career? Oh, ever. Uh, ever. So God we're at three. We're at, this is 360 something. Podswoggle is five to Probably approaching a thousand. Cool. Okay. I've never listened <laughs> to any episode that Molly's done very either. True. Oh my God. I should be right around because oh I'm right around a thousand. I'm in wow. good company. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, wow. so this is like your big podcasting debut. You were yeah. on, yeah, uh, so that maybe like a minute. Of, like, I so, think I was asked a question. Like, Tope was like, "RJ, tell you fuck off." Max needs to answer this. You walked in, you crushed it in twenty seconds, and then like you were gone. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was. Yeah. Now well, we were saying that needle in a haystack. Yeah. <laughs> episodes. You best oh. believe that I'm texting Tope after this, and if I find it, I'm going to do the RJ Hates Rap drop right here. It'll air, and then we'll be after this, which I did do. Um, we were with Something. Augie. We were with Augie. And I don't remember how it came up, but Steel Drums came up. I'm like, what? What's mm-hmm. that? Mm-hmm. And she didn't get it. And mm-hmm. and Augie didn't get it either, but I just did the fucking Girls Gone Wild Steel Drums just really for myself. <laughs> Augie doesn't listen. What does he do with his time? Oh, he does listen to Mary movies now. He does. He does. Ever since he's been on the show, he thinks but like not, he caused a, a choice spike. between the two. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> so what we've been doing with the guest stars here uh, to kind of get into the the actual formality of it yes. all is uh, kind of two big questions to start, so people kind of get an idea of you your know your, your personality, and your backgrounds, and your interests, mm-hmm. especially. <laughs> Yeah. All right, well, fuck off. The birdcage is today's episode. No. Um, Great segue, RJ. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. The uh, 
especially coming out of like the COVID pandemic world, everyone's viewing changes. We're still kind of being in it. What uh, mm-hmm. What have you guys watched in terms of movies uh, over the past? You know, like few, like this calendar year, and then what are your normal uh, your normal watches you, uh, in terms TV, of okay, TV and watches. consumerism? Movies. Yeah, yes. you That's hated tough. the Suicide we actually, Squad. Right. I thought it was great. Yeah, I hated the second one, not so much. However, I we did like we did semi recently. I would say over the pandemic, we did do an entire in sequence Marvel nice extravaganza. Nice. You're talking oh. about you're talking about like uh, chronological in yeah. terms of release? chronological. Okay. No, chronological in the terms movies. of the movies. The movies. Oh, I've always wanted to do that. Yes, um, mm, that it was like the way to go. It was not for the faint of heart. It was <laughs> yeah. It was I, a lot. Yeah, it was. We did that. Our, we did Harry Potter. We did. We all. did. Oh God, why? Wow. It was crazy. Because our we other, were sad and lonely. Mm-hmm. Our other, our other male gay friends just did a, a deep dive MCU thing. And Harry too. Potter as well, but That's they did it in one. Portuguese because why? Ooh, well, because I'd love to Brazilian. swap the two concepts. Mm-hmm. You guys should rewatch it in Portuguese yeah, oh no. and see well, what you we, pick up. <laughs> so it's um. My college my roommate actually used to watch the Lord of the Rings in German. Gotcha. Interesting. I left <laughs> shortly after That's that. Hard enough to get through in English. I yeah. Can't imagine it no, in the German. Lord of the Rings in German. He would watch it, and literally, we, we I, guys had allergies. I but, just yeah. finished. <laughs> I just finished Squid Game, listening in Yo, Korean. Okay. And Ooh. English subtitles, and it is so much better. And I was scrolling Facebook. No, listening in Korean. Here's the thing. I was sleeping. Ditch the mm-hmm. English dubbing, America. Do it in Korean. They're great. So I was going to point this out. So I don't think we've recorded since. I've So I'm halfway through Squid Game. It's so good. And I've been watching a little bit at work, so I've kept English on because I was dumb and didn't realize that there probably was an option for me to just get it in actual Korean because mm-hmm. I would prefer that. But now I'm like almost invested in how bad the voices are. I, I lasted two minutes. I was just like, no, this is terrible. I, I can see that. She lasted like ten minutes before she fell asleep then she woke up and then red light, green light was happening. And she's like, well, I can't watch this. I'm I refuse to even begin. Yeah. Um, because no. Yeah. That's that's not for me. Not for me. We have but seen the format many times over in both American and Asian format. No, versions. that's true. I mean I'll watch the Hunger Games. But what's really interesting is like what the two of us like gravitate towards mm-hmm. and how different they are and then what we actually end up watching. Sure. <laughs> Give me an example. Um you would so never like watch. he watches what I would deem is like mindless comedy, mm-hmm. and he loves it in the morning. So I'm okay. still in bed, and then I hear like Charlie Day screaming, and it's always sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. yep, that and, sounds like yeah, RJ. And like he RJ. wonders why I'm not pleasant all the time. Sure. So that, so that's kind of like where RJ's like, let's watch this, and I'm like, let's watch like, I don't know, um, Argo. Okay. Mm-hmm. Something that like makes me want to like poop think? my pants yeah. and think at the same yeah. time. Oh, yeah. so you'll watch Battle Royale with me then? No. 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 <laughs> the, the only Battle Royale he watches is the Royal Rumble every single yep. year. Yep. And That's I, about it. I'm a loser on that. You'll think and <laughs> poop your pants, I promise you both. Perfect. Have, have you guys ventured back out to the actual theater yet? No. no. The last movie I saw in theater was The Fucking Lighthouse. We thought about doing... Wow. We, we did have a moment where we were like, are we going to see mm-hmm. Cruella? Ooh. Which, yeah, we're really glad we didn't make that choice. Yeah. Did you watch it? Have you watched we it? We did. We watched it. I liked it better than he did. Are we, are we like, has every guest so far seen Cruella? Yeah. <laughs> I think every guest so far has seen Cruella. Apparently Even that's Augie like the highlight. It. Yeah, I mean, yeah. why not? We've why only not? done, so we did We did Space Jam, we did Paw Patrol for Jillian, and then we did, what was the other one we went to go see? Oh, Black Widow. We went to go see Black Widow. We didn't go sh- see Shang-Chi. 
We're going to go see Shang-Chi when he gets on Disney Plus Day, which is a fun new yeah, random What is that? November so, 12th. like the anniversary of Disney Plus every year, they're just going to like mass drop stuff. So they're going to air Jungle Cruise, Shang-Chi, same day. And then a bunch of like second seasons and like new series and like specials all going up on the same day. Hey, Max, have you heard of of Sing Chi? No. What what universe of movies would you say that's probably in? From wait, no, this is some RJ hates rap racist baiting bullshit. <laughs> yes, it is. It's and I will not answer this. I have listened too many times. I know your tricks. He's the Marvel superhero. Next Marvel Oh, is superhero. he? Yep. Not a great moment for you. Okay. <laughs> but that's fine. But I knew what you were saying. Yeah. yeah. Hey, no, he was right. Yeah. <laughs> you know what you were doing there. You. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Don't no. think you're Tope. Yeah. <laughs> that was a well of a try. Show. Oh, my God. Is it? Are we I sure? Mean, no. <laughs> We'll find out. Yeah. Has, has there been anything else for no. us as of late? Mm-mm. All right. Well, let's let's get into it, huh? Yeah. So, uh, if for the guest star series, the way it works is the guest stars pick five movies, and we pick the one that we're going to watch. Anything we didn't pick that we haven't done on the show does go on to a list that we may do uh, future. Mm-hmm. Uh, two, the two top movies you guys picked for the Halloween season because we are. My joke is that uh, we are doing nothing but horror movies this month. For a segment of the population, this movie still is terrifying. Yeah. So it still works. Yeah. Um, and they, I mean, Ohio. Yeah, and they can go fuck, fuck themselves. Um, yeah. uh, was Get Out and Hocus Pocus, both of which we've done on the podcast before. Okay. And then the other two that we did not pick were... Do you remember? I don't. I knew you wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> I have it here on my phone. It's in my okay. book that you spilled wine on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so let me pull that. I mean, don't, you're going to need a new poop report. I, I, yeah. I had to say that. You know, uh, I, was going to. I felt so uh, The list was, I have it here in just felt. a second. Oh, yes. Uh, the Devil Wears Prada, which we do not own. Max's favorite Which is movie. a travesty. Wait, wait, wait. I didn't know wait, we didn't own wait. it. Wait, the reason that was not picked was because you don't own it? Yeah. How are you I would have this purchased game? this for you. It's a travesty. So part of the rules we do have is if a movie is bought for us. But you've seen us, it, right? I've never seen Devil Wears Prada. What? Stop no. speaking. The podcast is over. <laughs> um, it's just like I had never seen this before either. So that's why we ultimately went with this. How heteronormative of you. The, oh, God. We <laughs> the other, the other movie, we'll talk about it. The other yeah. movie we picked uh, that we did not pick, which I had seen before because I'm a theater guy Ooh. in Chicago. Um, and it was also on our, our list where we technically can't pick it. That's, again, the, the minutiae of our podcast, which mm. led us to the movie that I would probably pick with the other five on the docket anyway, The Birdcage. Is it my turn to read? It yeah. Is. Fuck. Okay. Do it. Uh, the Birdcage, a Mike Nichols film, Robin Williams, Gene Hackman, Nathan Lane, Diane Weist. Diane Weist infection. <laughs> is just it for you. Weist or Weist? Weist. It Very much Weist, Weist. yes. Okay. It is Weist. Weist, because it's Okay, he's going to hold me accountable. So, uh, she was in, I know this is like 90s throwback, but she was like in the 10th Kingdom. Remember like the video series that had like seven videos in it? I do not. That is... Well, if we want to do a podcast that's about four and a half hours long, <laughs> then let's do the 10th Kingdom. Um, oh, I do know that movie. Yes, I know what you're talking about. The now. movie. It's yes. like it's like five. Like a mini series. Yeah, yeah. No, it's very long. I think it was like one of the last movies that maybe had an intermission in theaters. It was crazy. Correct. Uh, this is one funny movie. Says Joel <laughs> Siegel. Good Morning America. He was very much a parody uh-huh. movie reviewer in terms of look. Robin Williams and Nathan Lane team up with a top-notch cast in this hilarious comedy. Williams delivers an uproarious performance as Armand, a gay cabaret owner whose son announces he's marrying the daughter of a right-wing 
politician Gene Hackman. I got through it. Fuck you. Mm-hmm. It's okay. an outrageously funny culture clash as Armand and his drag queen partner Albert Blaine try to transform themselves into straight shooters at a dinner party and pull the chiffon over the eyes of the uptight senator and his wife, Diane Weist. Yes. Senator from what and state? And all they needed oh. to do... Hi. Oh. Ohio. <laughs> and all they needed to do was serve a few white wigs. <laughs> just a few and white wigs. everything would have been, been fine. Yep. So that's a no mess ups for me, correct? Yes. So we are still tied in our yes. reading challenge. Wow. Beautiful. Thank you. That can go off the table. <laughs> um, <laughs> so as I mentioned, never saw this movie, which mm-hmm. is crazy to me. It's really interesting to me that you have this like blind spot to a lot of like Gay classic movies yeah. from the 80s and 90s because of the circumstances you grew up in. Because you never saw Tu Wong Fu no. before I, I I very much have a a different... I, I don't care, I'll say it. My my sibling is is gay and kind of now straddles the, the trans line a little bit. Why does well. it sound racist when you say it? <laughs> yeah. yeah you. I mean, yeah. Uh, it's Ohio. <laughs> um, but, inbred in but not necessarily like I think if you're gonna get as like feminine, quote unquote, stereotypical gay, I think like Cher and Celine Dion is more so it versus like drag parts to it. I would mm-hmm. say in terms of what M kind of right. is into, yeah. Okay. Oh, I, um, like like yeah. you have more exposure to like the musical scene rather yes, than the, like the, the, the film scene, yeah. So I didn't scene. see a lot of got them. It, got um, it. You were also... Uh, you, I was also uh, fucking and, nine when this came out. Yeah. <laughs> have you ever watched an episode of RuPaul's Drag Race? From beginning end, no. Yes, I've, I've seen several. No, I have so not. much work to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I well, can't. I'm, I'm going to be 35, so I think it's just past oh. my point. But <laughs> I purchased it because... It has an amazing, it's a classic at this point. It has an amazing pedigree between the acting. Mm-hmm. Mike Nichols is one of the few people that has a fucking EGOT. Um, oh, he, damn, does he? He's the yeah. fucking director of The Graduate. Well, the show, <laughs> oh my, yeah. No, it's the Tony that's the hard part that I'm always guessing how that happened. Yeah. Uh, well, is that in a mystery? This came from a Tony Award winning show. Yeah. The movie did. Which I'm glad was not on the back of the box because I totally would have fucked it up. Max, say the name of yeah, the other uh, play. Yeah, that's your La Fall. Yeah, I would have fucked that up uh, so Jerry bad. Jerry Herman mm-hmm. and Harvey Firestein. So, mm-hmm. um, Uncle Frank and Aunt Jack, that guy. Of course, yeah. yes. Um, so, uh, Jerry Herman, actually, who passed away very recently, I said within the last couple of years, mm-hmm. um, definitely known for huge musicals like Hello, Dolly, um, wrote a lot of, like, big classic, big musicals that a lot of us did in high school. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, Nichols, uh, so director of The Graduate, he's won many primetime Emmys. He did um, Angels in America, which was uh, a very famous, uh, yep. like, again, I believe, gay, gay AIDS, iconic yep. uh, miniseries. He got. He was a famous stand-up comedian. He won a. He won a best comedy performance Grammy in 1961. Wow! And then he his was also Tony. He won nine Tonys because he's also the director of Barefoot in the Park, the famous Neil Simon play, which I did in high school. <laughs> um, so yeah, Mike Nichols is the fucking dope ass fucking director and writer. Emmanuel Lubisky is the cinematographer. Is very very famous and has done all kinds of things. And you have just Robin Williams peak Nathan Lane. Approaching peak, yeah. yeah. Gene Hackman, actually Nathan Lane, very shortly after The Lion King. Yes, is this right? yes, yeah. Lion King was ninety four. This after. is ninety six. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. this is his, this is his live action yeah. breakthrough, right? Mm-hmm. So this is literally Timon and Drag. 
Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Oh, half the time I'm watching like lines, I'm just like, just ha- just hire the guy that's Pumbaa. <laughs> <laughs> just have him walk in and be like, I don't know, Timon. <laughs> oh, God. Just to confuse kids that end up watching it. Yeah. Uh, no, so, anyway, yeah. So having, having never seen it before, my initial fear okay. was this is a 1996 comedy about a gay couple having to hide who they are. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is going to have aged terribly. Fair. That's a fair fear. I was horrified. And as it's playing out, I was like, holy shit, this is like one of the most prescient uh-huh. and like still tonally okay movies I've yeah, seen. Absolutely. You wanna know you wanna know what was the most uncomfortable part of watching this mm-hmm. again? Multiple parts. Multiple parts. But for you the most. For me? Yeah. Robin, how many times Robin Williams has suicide jokes? Yeah, there's like literally two or three. like gutted me. Yeah. yeah, there's two or three where I'm like, oh. I was like, ooh. Yeah. And that's the one time we will talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. yeah. Well, it's just the 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 thing for me was the amount of like like self referential f bombs there were, which I don't <laughs> feel like would have necessarily like happened nowadays. Yeah. Um, that was like as bad as it get, and that's you know, yeah, yeah. very for much the of the times at home. He's talking about the word fag. He's allowed to say yeah. that. <laughs> I was not going to say it because I don't want RJ's finger at my butt. <laughs> Direct message me no. for that story. No. At Mary W. Movies no. on Twitter. Oh shit, I've heard that story. <laughs> love, oh no. I love you just validated that story as being like just not a joke. No, like, being like, That's I've, a real story. I've actually heard it. Yeah. 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 He's not listening. It's I'm fine. Sad. No, he's not. Um, mm. So yeah, so that was as like bad as it got for me. So I'm watching, I'm like, holy shit, this is, I think, really well done, not just as a comedy and as a yeah. movie, but also well done about the messaging. making a good message, making a point in the times that it was made in. Yeah. And then and when I did so the research, I'm like, Glad was like all for it. And it's like, okay, sweet. Like, th- why have I not watched this before? I yeah. think I think where the di- the big difference is, like, they go for shtick, they go for all of that stuff that's yeah. in there, but when the moments have to be real, yes. Yes. they're, they're super really authentic. real. They're yeah. very real. Yeah, they're really not... Yeah. yeah, she she audibly reacted to a couple of lines and a couple of moments in the movie as like being really impactful when yeah. they happen, especially the end when he finally just like lets it out like this that, is my mom. Yeah, yeah. This like, is who they like, are. Oh my God, and like, well, but more so importantly, touching. in that part, yes. But more importantly, Gene Hackman and Diane wife, Weist. Diane Weist's yeah. reactions. Yeah. Literally, I don't get it. I don't get it. Mm-hmm. The, yeah. yeah, that was yeah. real. Yeah. That was real. Yeah, absolutely. that's it was, it was absolutely amazing. real. And, you know, it's so sad that this movie was made how long ago? Uh, 25 years. Basically, almost probably the 25 year anniversary of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. 25 years ago. And those reactions still exist today. Yeah, oh, like, And even the, sadder, yeah. South Beach has not changed. <laughs> At all. Absolutely. While I get more wine, yeah. do you want to, so share your South Beach experience. Yeah, no, 100%. And then I want to hear oh, no. the South Beach story that yours, which I love, which I just heard, I think, the last time it's you hung out. It's one story exactly. because I've been there once. Exactly. Okay. So, Samantha, go ahead. Oh, no, I just grew up on South Beach. I mean, did you just want me to say that? Well, yeah. It's background. interesting. Well, but, well, no, but honestly, as, but I was going to say, as you're watching this movie, the places that they mention, the, all that yeah. kind of stuff, talk about yeah, that. Yeah. So because it's actually kind of cool, and I'm getting more tequila. Oh, okay, I'm getting great. another white wig. Another white wig that, yes. that Max created for this episode. No, I just grew up on South Beach. My aunt lived there, um, so I, I was there a lot. She lived on Lincoln Road, so I was always there. Is there, like, school? 
on South Beach? <laughs> yeah, it's called the streets. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure that there's school. I didn't go to school. I didn't live there. My aunt lived there, so I was there like on the weekends and stuff. But I lived in Aventura. Like, I mean, please. Got you. Okay. Like, yeah. Come on. But, but you um, did, but, uh, so... Mazel tov. <laughs> the, uh, the reference Fisher Island where Jeb Bush, which I was like, what movie was this year made? Like, yeah. like, like, Jeb Bush was a thing in 96? That's horrible. Oh, yeah, but, um, yeah, my aunt got married. still hasn't made it. Yeah. Still hasn't made it. My aunt got married on Fisher Island, um, during peacock mating season, so that was a lot of fun. That was the aforementioned wedding that we also ate at at 10.30. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, and we almost missed the ferry, and it was just, yes. like, the most stressful day. Because the, why Why do you get married somewhere that you have to take a ferry to? Well, because it's fancy and important, and the photographers worked for yeah. ESPN, but they didn't know who the family was, and the oh, band cool. was the backup band for Earth, Wind, and Fire, but they didn't start playing until 9.30 at night. Sure. You know, just typical. There was a whole bar outside that I... I was the only person that went to. Oh, no. It sounds like a club of Stefans at this point. <laughs> yeah. I can assure you our little uh, shindig in a couple of weeks will not be that. Hell yeah. Um, right. uh, mm-hmm. What is your South Beach story? My South Beach story was I was really excited to go, and then I got there. Uh-huh. You went, uh-huh. It was you and RJ, correct? It was me and RJ. Yes. So literally, all right, so here's kind of the story. We lived in New York for five years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did that. Yeah. Decided to decided, move to Florida. Decided. Yeah. Where exactly did you like? Push I was like, very. We should go to Miami. Move. It's the New York of the South. And RJ <laughs> was like, absolutely fucking not. <laughs> and I was like, but why? And he was like, just trust me. And I'm like, okay. So we moved to Orlando, which honestly was the best decision we ever made. And absolutely. and we had the wonderful opportunity to go to South Beach, um, and go to a, a friend's wedding. Not in South Beach. That was in Coral Gables. Okay. But we took a detour to South Beach because mm. we were there, and I was like, I want to see it because uh, actually of this movie. Mm-hmm. And I got there, and I felt unclean. <laughs> and yeah. Um, yeah. RJ yeah. was like, "Let's go." Well, first of all, it took us forty-seven minutes to find parking. Yep. Yeah, because mm-hmm, it's all parallel parking. It's all mm-hmm. paper parking. Yeah, and no one knows how to fucking drive. And no one knows how to do it. No one knows how to do it. No one knows how to drive. And there's 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 400 people to every parking spot. Uh-huh. And there's and too you're many just driving. You're literally just mm-hmm. driving around and don't know where I'm going. It literally was a stressful nightmare of mine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we finally found a place to park and we went to the beach and I took my shoes off and I'm used to Sarasota. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm used to white quartz. Like I want to like, you know, lay in this kind of sand. Not. This was mm-hmm. not that. No. This was like, not rocky, but yeah, it's but like, it's needly because like, there's needles. <laughs> yeah. There's needles. There's shells. Mm-hmm. There's glass. Mm-hmm. There's fuck. There's <laughs> there's yeah. literally dead things. I mean, I literally I was walking. I think we maybe got. I don't know. Not even a quarter of a mile, and I was like, I think and I'm done. And then you here. stepped on a sea urchin. I stepped on a sea urchin. <laughs> My life was ruined at South Beach. I thought I wanted to go there, and I never have been. I have not been there since. As I get older, I'm gonna come up with a, a death metal band name called uh, Sand Full of Fuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, sand could have fuck in it is, mm-hmm. is awful. And you know this because I think the only other times you've been in Miami were like. Probably with me at like wrestling events, oh. and like it's just we weren't even in South Beach. No, thank God for that. We would we were too busy going to like 
weird community halls for like sealist wrestling. So, so what? So what is better? <laughs> Would you rather be in community halls in like Fort Lauderdale God. with wrestling fans, or would you rather walk a m- half a mile on South Beach? No, yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> no, I rest my case. And also, only- no one's out. Like when you're at South Beach, mm-hmm. like people are out walking and stuff. But if you're on the beach, like there's only sad people laying there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? People yes. that you want to reach out to and help, but then decide it's a bad idea. They're they're serving their purpose. Yeah. They're, in, in life. I, they're here. They're there. I they're, started to tell this earlier, but yeah. I didn't get through it. The very first time I ever saw a penis was when I was on South. This didn't need to be recorded. <laughs> I was about six. Are you talking about another man's dick? No, I was about six. Yeah. I'm married with movies. And this, <laughs> and I was playing on the beach. I was building a sandcastle, and this guy went to his shower, and he just took off oh, his stuff. I thought you say like he knocked over the sandcastle yeah. with his dick. <laughs> I didn't stick around long enough to see. Mm-hmm. But he was sticking around enough. But yeah, it's oh. those kind of people who just get naked at the shower at the beach. I mean, like honestly, if like, you don't get naked at the shower at the beach, I mean, if not in Sarasota. No. Well, no, not anywhere but South Beach. <laughs> That's more like a Waffle House thing in yeah. Sarasota. You know what I mean? Oh my yeah. God. Uh, you, you've seen this before, right? You'd seen this before. Sarah? Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, so I hadn't, and I got like, if it wasn't clear, I loved it. I thought it was great. Uh, aged so damn well, mm-hmm. uh, casted. Mostly. And I'm actually glad we did talk about that because that is a concern with a lot of things that we've rewatched lately. Yes, yeah, I mean, we, and that's a concern about things time. that happen like now, like yeah, for like the fact five that five years ago, like Trainwreck. Didn't we talk about how poorly it aged? Yeah, well, that's that's just because it's well, yeah, uh, Amy but, Schumer movie. I'm but, yeah. um, as an example, as an example, yes, there are mm-hmm. things that. And just mass market comedies don't fly nowadays and shouldn't have flown back then. Right. right. So for this to be the subject matter that it is and somehow, and at least in my mind, come out in the top like five or 10% of like something you can actually show that has a message and has a decent yeah. like. Yeah. Right. Like, a lot of transcendence and rewatching. And again, this is the musical theater major in me. Mm-hmm. This premiered, this story premiered on Broadway. This has been going on since 1983. Yeah. Yeah. So, so there's that. I guess I'm not that surprised, but it, I think it really had a lot to do with like the cast. They Absolutely nailed it. Absolutely. So interesting, nailed it. interesting casting. What ifs? Uh, doing the little bit of like research we do prior. <laughs> uh, so Robin Williams was originally supposed to be Albert. No. Yeah, was originally supposed to be Albert. And I don't remember which fits who, with like the Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh, it fits with like sure. Robert. Robin it fits with Robin Williams. Williams. Oh yeah, ninety three. Yeah, it fits with Robin Williams just like in his stand up being fifteen different characters. Right, right, right. You know, he over the top. Yeah, and, and I don't remember if it was him or if it, it was, was Mike him. Nichols. It, it was, was him that he was like, "This he doesn't did, feel right." He didn't want to do that. He wanted to do something different. Yeah, be the straight man. Yeah, well, I mean, he is essentially the straight man. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, the straight man. Well, in the comedy sense. Yeah, yeah in the comedy yeah. sense, he's a straight man until really. You know the dinner, like yeah. he he has. You then know, he, then then he like falls apart. Oh, of course. Well, and then it's perfect. Like you, it's basically like the build up to like when am I going to get to see Robin Williams? Robin Williams. Yeah. Right. Besides him showing until the the, the Twyla moment. Yeah, I was that's the that's one. The, that's that, that you know. Everything. That's that to me was how the movie aged the worst because like I didn't get most of those references. Yeah, but <laughs> you don't have a degree in musical theater. Like, yeah. I knew right, right, every right. single one of I was a musical theater guy, but not that one. <laughs> right, right, exactly, exactly. Um, but yeah, besides that, 
it was great. Uh, favorite scenes. What is what is a, a favorite scene of yours, RJ, in the movie? Oh my god, favorite scene in the movie is absolutely when they're smearing the butter on the toast. Smear <laughs> the butter. Yes, smear the butter. The toast scene is That's incredible. Yeah. How many times? How many times does he slap his pinky down? <laughs> at, no, least, at least, at least, ten. yeah. At Look least what you're ten. doing. Look, god. Look at you. It gets no. to the point where they, he doesn't even have to say anything. He just no. turns his head, and it's it's it's, it's hilarious. The old woman on the side on the side table was had the perfect "I'll have what he's having" look to her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Still, oh. Rob Reiner's mom. No, <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. That that scene. Um, I don't know. It's, there's, I think my other one. He's going well. Obviously, the Twilight moment. Mm-hmm. Yes, because I That's do get all the references. Scene. But yeah. also. Um, the scene where they're, uh, he's going through the market and he knows literally everybody. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's just South Beach. Um, because they're all having orgies every night. Oh my God, no. <laughs> right, Sam? No. <laughs> no. So, the, been all for so the second time I saw a man's penis. <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you, I wasn't going to share this one. Yeah. The whole oh, she's actually got something to share. Hold no, on. don't don't think of the second dick you've ever seen. Honestly, I, I realistically all right. So there's three there's three moments that really come to mind. And when you talk about the climax of the show, when when we talked about it earlier, when they he finally says like this is actually my mom. Christine Baranski comes in and ruins everything. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Like that, in. just the reality <laughs> of that moment, and people leaving, and like just what happened. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Um. But the thing... Uh, so hold on, Max. You're saying that uh, Discount Teenage Nathan Fillion stole that scene for you? <laughs> what? I, we're probably going to get to him. Uh. <laughs> no. He, no, he didn't do it, though. Honestly, and you know what? Yeah, that's actually a really good point, because I'm jaded because I got a degree in fucking theater, so every time I watch something, I analyze it, I can't just watch something. Ah. So, he we, actually... You want to do this podcast with me from now on? Yeah. <laughs> Please? It, no, honestly, it sucks. But, the thing about it is, like, watching that scene, it's not him. I mean, yeah, he got the speech, he got the words, he's the one that, like, tells you what's going on, but it's watching everybody else in yes, that exactly. scene that makes yep. it what it 100%. is. 100%. Yes. And that's, that's brilliant. And that's why I say the casting was freaking amazing. Agador Spartacus. Spartacus. I love Agador Spartacus. When he falls with the shoes. That is with the shoes. hilarious. I fall down. <laughs> Just put on the shoes. And he falls. And no, it's I went back so funny. I love, the, I love that. I love the guaranteed is the Guatemala thing. Is. The one thing that will age poorly is whatever Hank Azaria is doing in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> and like it's, and it, I don't, it's, I don't know his background. Honestly, of Come all on, the Gloria. things, of all the things that had to age, that's probably the most borderline. Yes. Well, I mean, again, it's Hank Azaria. It's a poo from The Simpsons. I was uh, when I was talking to a good friend and former guest of the show, Andrew Zengri, the other night. I was telling him we did the Birdcage, and we were riffing a little bit on Hank Azaria. I'm like, I just want to go back and watch him in Godzilla mm-hmm. to see if he was like saying like monster slurs or something. <laughs> Every time Hank Azaria's in a movie, yeah. it's, or like he's doing something, is like he's doing the voice, and it's like, who? What are you? And is this okay? And like, also, uh, where are you from, really? Yeah, where well, Hank Azaria? He has to have some kind of like it's Hispanic background. Are you still looking at yeah, it? Yeah, I'm, no, I'm I'm trying to find the answer to my own question. Hold uh, on. I guess, uh, Alexa, born in Queens, Queens, New York, New York. Wow. Well, so every oh, so he's everything. Yeah, so he's fine. Literally all the things. Neat. So, oh, why would we complaining about him as a poo then? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh God! Alexa, 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 what did it pick up from that just I, now? No one knows. <laughs> no one knows. We'll never know. She's always yeah. yeah. It's 
it's a testament to this movie, right? Like the, the script and also the actors, and that yeah. that character I have no real problem with at all. Like he's legitimately funny. Yes, it's he it's, also doesn't break. It's not in in right. and it is in the way of the writing. Yes, it's not. They they go to the line, but they don't go over it. They go to the line, but they don't go over. Yeah. So he's constantly like. And it's consistent. Yes. You know what I mean? That's the thing. There's no cheap shots. There's no... Like, it's really good writing. Yeah. It, it is. It is. It was maybe Harvey one of the Fire things... Stain. Yeah. It was maybe one of the things I was disappointed in. Like, not like a, a problem with the movie, but I was anticipating that moment of him getting to do the show. Like, it's kind of built up to be like, when am I going to get a chance? And I was like, oh, well, like on the night that they do the, they do the, the dinner... And they have to get them through. I thought it was going to be him, like, doing the big Starlina moment. Yeah. I was like, that would have been a cool thing. Not the guy that was just chewing gum earlier. Yeah. Um, in his, like, leather chaps. But, uh, yeah. but yeah, he, he does a, a really, really good job. Yeah. Um, yeah. Critiques. Something. And not getting specifically into performances, because we'll get into that no. with our MVP yeah. and our LVP. But any scenes or any, like, particular things you didn't necessarily like? I have a couple. I, I think it's a little slow to start. I, I it really picked up for me the first time that you see uh, Gene Hackman and Diane Weiss and you get to see the dichotomy. I was like, oh "Holy shit!" All and right, you know she carries it. Oh, oh. like oh. she carries that dichotomy. It's I mean, he's yeah. an amazing actor. He's actually one of the people that I like. His career is amazing, amazing. but she's the one that like drives that because yeah. he's he's not playing anything for laughs, but he's so effortlessly funny. I know. Because he's just being that stick in the mud. But when it gets then, you kind of get it. I didn't like that the first time you meet Val, it's under the guise of, are these two sleeping with each other? It's it's a purposeful swerve. Yeah. Yeah, it was super sexualized, and I didn't, like, I didn't like that I couldn't figure out the initial relationship. It was kind of like, um... Yeah, it just it it yeah. was it was a climax that just wasn't were, that great. They yeah. were doing it just to try to trick you. Yeah, exactly. And, and I don't think that it worked. And it was also well. so short, like, um, and then and it doesn't matter. Right? No, it yeah, it doesn't matter. matter at all. No, it was the, just to create that tension and that friction. The story with Christine Baranski's character is a little like odd to me. Like that whole scene is a little. I like, don't like that when scene. she so honestly it got very uncomfortable when she's unbuttoning his shirt and it's yeah. like what the. Why? Yeah. And yet Why are we going here? Like, reminisce. You haven't seen each other in 20 years. Like, you're going to, like, have sex with this man that you're asking about his husband sure. type thing. But what? That, my, that is still a character that gets more depth and probably more screen time than the bride-to-be. Who they completely <laughs> just... Poor Calissa Flocker. She was 30 in this movie, playing an 18-year-old. Yeah, yeah, and she also... Well, yeah. I mean, that's... Common. But they had no fun with that character. No, her responses were like... Oh, mommy! It's Goldman. Oh, oh. Yeah, her, her, oh. her her default is just kind of wide eyed and looking like to one side or the oh, other yeah. without even removing their eyes. And then I've had this before with like things that have been adapted from stage. It maybe gets a little too theatrical at times. Yeah, yeah. Like especially well, like the end. It's the typical, Lane. but that's the casting choice. It's honestly like a, that's what it, it wasn't even with the to. performances. It was more so with like like how things play out in the story, like. When they're when everything's kind of going peachy keen, and you go back and see, to me, kind of the unnecessary side plot of like the the Inquirer and like the news media following the guy from Heavyweights is there. Yeah. Guy from Heavyweights, fucking guy from Heavyweights, Matt White in a different timeline. Shout out, <laughs> shout out to next month's guest, 
Um, yeah. that might, um, but when it, and then it comes back and then like they're playing the piano mm-hmm. and they're dancing and everything's kind of fun. It's like wait, wait, hold on, wait, what, what? That may be like more so an editing thing, but it did very much feel like a theatrical thing. Where yeah, it's like, no, and that totally at this is. point everyone's there, dancing. There, what is, you, know, you could do it, this show with a turntable, hundred mm-hmm. <laughs> percent. Yeah, yeah, it what could was, happen. When was the last time was this ever revived again? Yeah, actually, the last time. So it actually it was revived in two thousand ten. Mm, I knew, it was um, and it won. I think it won Tony for best best revival, best revival that nice. year. Um, and the song, so the big thing from, and you've probably heard it, it's the, the big song is the act one finale. Mm -hmm. It's I am what I am. And that is like probably one of the OG gay anthems. Sure. Again, this came out and thinking about it, this came out, this came out Broadway in 1983 in the middle of the AIDS. Right, right at the start of it. So, um, that was that's definitely something and it's had a whole bunch of range of people so originally and I can't remember I see the face but I can't remember the name of the original guy very like big baritone like big like Mm -hmm. that kind of sound but it's had everybody from pop people to do it you know people it's that song's been done everywhere yeah I I remember seeing it once or twice in state theater competitions and being a newbie and be like I don't know that it's from but sounds good to me Yeah. yeah So Act One Finale, that's really popular, but like it's um I forgot the question. What was it? <laughs> I don't remember either. I don't know. <laughs> it's we're just you were, you were gonna say something before we were recording earlier, like you were talking about the eighties and nineties and oh, like, how and much fun it must have been. <laughs> <laughs> Do you so not to get like too deep and fucking, you know Yeah, we are talking about San Francisco. Let's go. <laughs> Do you feel it is better or worse? Now than the 90s? Yes. Unquestionably better. Okay. Because of the whole Max being the husband thing. How can Oh, you're doing just for you. How can <laughs> I think that... I think that... They, they, go ahead. They were... They, those two characters still could not marry. Very true. They just could not marry. Actually, they, they had didn't to even address sign. that at all. No, no. they had to sign... Palimony. Exactly. That was but their it, marriage but on pa- the bus but stop. But palimony doesn't exist in Florida. Because it's Florida. God, that's because the most Florida, Florida thing I've ever fucking heard. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. for that reason alone, like from an official standpoint, 100%. From yeah. a cultural standpoint, as we've addressed multiple times, yeah, fuck, we're not there yet. No way. <laughs> we're not there it's yet. Kinda like, it's kind of like just playing blackjack mm-hmm. and you just match the dealer yeah. for 25 years. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It, it, it's over and over. 18, 18, son of a bitch. If, yeah. you're, if, you're, if you're the listener thinking, well, hold on, I know plenty of gay people now. Let me ask you a question. When's the last time you watched a Hallmark Christmas movie and the gay character wasn't the comic relief best friend? Oh, that's my mom. <laughs> we literally have a t-shirt for her for Christmas oh she might listen to this spoiler mom here's one of your Christmas gifts yeah. it's like a I live for Hallmark movie shirt yeah well I, I did see that they were addressing something like that they were gonna have a I don't know if it was last year or this year they're going to have a uh, the featured couple be gay what but so so I think. I have to trust you guys for this question who, who are like the hallmark level gay people oh Neil Patrick Harris and Ellen DeGeneres no those are way too no Danica hallmark McKellar level? and Mark McGrath do hallmark movies <laughs> who are the hallmark level gay people uh, Wanda Queen Latifah and the, Queen still, Latifah still, still Academy Award nominated like know. yeah is there somebody like I what? don't know I don't, we don't have cable <laughs> Okay, fair. All right, but I will say, one of my favorite parts, and I wish they would bring this shit back, mm-hmm. did anyone else catch that because 
of the times and everything. The car phone, you could make a call out, but you can't get one. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I really wish cool. we could go back to that. <laughs> yeah. A lot. Mm-hmm. Um, would be nice. It would be great. Oh, I'm so sorry. I need to correct myself. What? Oh. So it's called The Christmas House. It was the first Hallmark Channel film to prominently feature a same-sex couple. But they get converted at the end. No. <laughs> <laughs> so their relationship is fully accepted by their relatives and friends. The fact that wow. they are gay is not discussed in the film. They're just shown as part of the extended family. Oh, so it's like basically what Disney so does like, now, where so it's like, like yeah. The main. Yeah. yeah, they're part of the extended they're, yeah, family. Yeah, they're part of the so extended that's, family. So you know, they were dipping Look. their toe in the water. Look. They were seeing how it is. Uh, reading still, on, it was the lowest rated Hallmark movie ever, <laughs> and they will never do it again. Oh, okay. it's a podcast Thanks, for another Hallmark. podcast. But until it comes a time when it doesn't fucking matter, yeah, then there's always going to be issues. Like when. There are children who are running away from their homes because they're afraid to tell their family like who they really are. Mm-hmm. And when the suicide rates are as high as they are, like it's it's a huge problem, regardless of the legalities of whether or not you can be married. Which, why the fuck does it matter? Like, why does marriage have to equal anything? Because I read this book. Yeah, yeah. basically. I read, this, I, did I, read basically. These, I read these stories, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know I just did the guy from Wedding Crashers right, randomly. But. Right, you read <laughs> stories in a book that has tons of instances of... Incest? Incest, and tons of instances of, well, I guess you can infer homosexuality from them. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, it doesn't make sense, but that's a podcast for another podcast, but I think this is... That's a, a podcast we'll never do. <laughs> I don't know no, why. that's a yeah. great podcast that will never be... Created. Oh, I'm yeah. sure it's created. It's not. It's not our audience. Yeah, it's not yeah, for me. Yeah. No. no. Right, it. right. Because if if you never mind. Lighten never mind. it right back up. How about some of those one-liners? Because the movie is fucking full of them. Full of them. Fucking. I like, got a list. I got a list. How about when the Tonight Show was hosting Sally Field and Yasser Arafat? <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. So everything that's related to like the news media, like as much as I didn't like like the side plot of the Inquirer stuff, they like, handle a lot of that stuff really, really well yeah. of like knowing the times. Good. Oh, we're gay and Jewish and we own the nightclub? You're Jewish? Yeah. <laughs> or at the end, or at the end they get in the car and he's like, Meet me at twenty third and ninth Avon. Not a chance in hell, lady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Movie good. Shot fucking bull. It's no. a very good some like a hot like closing like yeah. stinger. It's like, boom. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. They do pay really good homage to, you know, mm-hmm. where they came from and yeah. all of that yeah. good stuff. And the I chemistry is insane between... Oh, everybody, between everyone's just all the main, crushing it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. Well, let's get into performances. Let's get into MVP and LVP. Uh, LVP, I think both, I, I, I have my answer for both. I do have a critique before we go there. Please, yes. And this just came to me. Mm-hmm. You know, talking about progression and like where this started in 19, what was it? 96. So even from then to now, I do think that something that would have been helpful for today's audience would have been more about Armand and Albert's relationship. Sure. Mm-hmm. Because honestly, they were strictly partners. They mm-hmm. didn't really dive into that. Yeah. You don't, and you don't, you don't really lot. understand their relationship. You understand the There's tension, no... but you don't understand... The relationship. When they're doing the actual, as RJ mentioned, like basically essentially their wedding, a palimony agreement on a park bench, mm-hmm. that felt like it should have been an earned moment and we didn't get to see enough of them and why their union makes sense leading up to that. Right, right. So right. it's, yeah, I, I agree with you. It felt of like a more so 90s thing to be like, 
they're together, but you don't need to see why and, yeah. and, and here's how, how they're happy. going to make it happen. Up, yeah. until, you know? up until, like, the very end, they're always in some kind of argument or fights yeah. or somebody angrily leaving and that's where and that's where I think it that's where I think that's where I think it does show honestly that's probably the thing that shows the most age in this movie mm-hmm. is that because it even like the palimony thing comes out of like a dramatic like I'm leaving yeah. you know what yeah. I mean yeah. and it's like really like people can that's be real the, I mean also keep in mind what is the most physical like in romantic or what the fuck ever that you saw between those two characters, a peck. Yeah, yeah. very much a peck. Well, yeah. well, yeah, it was very welcome to nineteen ninety six. Right, like they they did. It's amazing a what lot, they did. Right? But welcome to nineteen ninety six. Right, exactly. It's amazing what they did, but mm-hmm. they were still. They made sure to get to uh, in the first scene when the uh, when they're doing the scene change. That guy really digs at his dick, and <laughs> I'm just like. At that yeah. point, I didn't know if it was PG-13 or R, and I'm like, man, that guy touched his wang for a really long time yeah. just now. Really long. And then you get, like, the three fucks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> three fucks. You get three fucks, and you're like, okay, good, it's R, so now I know, like, how far we can go here. And then, of mm-hmm. course, at South Beach, you get some, yeah. some boobs and some a lot of man thongs. A lot, and just those ass swimsuits. But, yeah. I hate them. So we, uh, a long time ago, I started, uh, uh, I was going to do a power ranking of every man ass that I saw on the <laughs> podcast. It started with Danny DeVito and Big Fish. <laughs> it kind of ended there. <laughs> so I should that's, really go back and uh, read it. Nice. There should wow. be a Mr. Skin for man butts. Yeah. No, just like uh, a website that tells you every man butt that's in a movie. I would not subscribe to that. You would. He would. <laughs> he definitely would. Yeah, he would. <laughs> but not for the butt of it all, just for the knowledge. Yeah. Hey. Literally. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, MVP, LVP? Yes. So okay. uh, I think LVP will be easier. Uh, it's between two. Uh, it's Christine Baranski and... No, really? no, no. I, so Baranski is perfect in her role because it's just Christine Baranski. Okay. It's between either Val, uh, yeah. Dan Futterman, Ooh. or Calista Flockhart. Flockhart. I originally had really? Val just because he's just very boring. Like, I he's get to, boring, and then there's a couple times when he has like unrealistic, ridiculous demands. Yes, he just that play you're it just off like well. fuck off, but nobody says it because it's 1996, mm-hmm. and it's. It, and it's also just portrayed to me like I like we talked about earlier the moment where you know he owns up to everything and claims Albert as his mom. Everyone outdoes him in that scene with facial reactions mm. and body language, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's his words that kind of like almost drag the scene down because yeah. of his delivery for it. Well, it's 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 required. Yeah. Like honestly, like his part in that was like the was just to like move the plot ahead. It had n- it was all yeah. about the other people. The, the the best part, the reason why I'm, it's hard because Christopher Lockhart definitively does so much less, yeah. and what yeah. she does do, it's not great. He, you know, very much gets to partner up with Robin Williams prior to Albert getting joined in in some of the hijinks. Yeah. But he doesn't feel natural in those moments. And I also think the relationship between him and Albert is super underdeveloped. Yes. Because the way that it's written, it makes him, like, this shitty, like, stepson. Yeah. And, like, doing a bunch of shit behind his back, and yeah. I don't like that. And realistically, going back to, what's her name? Uh, uh, Calista Flockhart. Okay, her. Mm-hmm. 
that is actually probably one of the hardest roles to play in that entire movie because of how it's written and because of what's there. That's yeah. true because it's, it's, it's not like a big part. Nothing. It's not a big part. It's not a big part. It's she, a... she does get a couple chuckles out of you know having to answer for things and she is in on everything, but she but gets absolutely zero. She gets absolutely zero of the development that yeah. Val gets. Right. I, I, so I think it's Val. Yeah. Yeah. He. He. Yep. And at the end of the day, she. Whoever it was in that didn't make a difference. It, like, I don't think that role impacted. It could have been anybody in that role, and it would have impacted the movie. I would have enjoyed it more had there been somebody well, and with it's better just clear charisma that, in that role. And yeah. it's just clear that Val was... Tr- I mean, what's the actor's name? I'm sorry. Uh, Dan Futterman is the actor. Dan name. Futterman. So... I mean, mm-hmm. it's very clear why he was chosen, and it was purely because of the resemblance. It even sounds like Fillion. <laughs> He's not, not Nathan Fillion. It would have been much better it, if it was Nathan Fillion. Isn't it, though? Nathan Fillion's great. Oh, God. Uh, Dan Futterman, who is an Academy Award-nominated screenwriter, he wrote... Moneyball and Foxcatcher. Wow, <laughs> great! So he's obviously really good oh, at that. I'm sorry, Capote and Foxcatcher. Capote, one of he my favorite. He wrote Capote. He he wrote the screenplay for Capote. Uh, Capote. Capote. Capote, which was the African American and uh, nope. uh, Native American About version. Shitting. Yeah, Capote. Capote. And then he also uh, got an Oscar nomination for writing Foxcatcher. Uh, the yeah, so uh, I, I think that you're outvoted, movie. RJ. I'm so sorry. Yeah, Christine Baranski. What do you have against Christine Baranski? You're the first I person I've ever known. She danced main... and sang. Yeah, but that Poorly scene was on very... Both. It was just out of fucking place. She's a lot more fun in every other movie. Fucking Mamma Mia 2, I enjoyed her more. She was a MVP for... Oh, no. no she Julie was like, Walters maybe should have been MVP. Yeah. She's, she's great in whatever she does. All right, yeah. fine. I'll take that. The, Oh, no. I mean, her, she looks life. exactly the, the same and whatever. Yeah, she she good life. Life. Yeah, yeah. That's her face. I feel like Christine Moransky's <laughs> well, been on a CBS show for about 28 years. Yeah, yeah, The Good Wife. The Good Life. Yeah, Good yeah. Wife. Yeah. Good Wife. No, and then there was a spinoff, The Good Life. What? Wasn't there that she's doing? I think doing? so. I think it's on, it's on like CBS All Access. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, the thing. Like of course. Um, MVP. This is the hard one. It's hard. So this is one of the rare movies where I feel like it's definitely not Robin Williams. Yeah. So he's been a multi-time MVP on the show for many things, and I think he does a fantastic job, but he is playing kind of the straight character for a lot of it. I think he's great in the dramatic scenes more so maybe than other people, mm-hmm. but I think he gets overshadowed by, for me, two people. I think it is a pretty easy answer. Mm-hmm. It, I, it's Nathan Lane. It's a good fight. Yeah. It's a good fight. Oh, sorry. You knew it rhymed. Uh it's absolutely Nathan. I wrote Nathan Gene Hackman Lane. down first just because of how yeah. effortlessly funny he is. But Nathan Lane, if you don't nail that character, it's this a, movie falls apart. Yeah, exactly. like that's I know, central. but I gotta tell you... I loved the... I'm sorry, I'm gonna give an honorable mention to Diane Weist. She's very good. Because <laughs> she's the one that honestly, like, her, it's... Between the two of them, like, it's obviously the conservative, like, you know, all the stereotypical yeah. shit about that. She's mm-hmm. the one that actually makes my skin crawl more than he does. Mm-hmm. He's kind of playing the role. She's the one that's, like, you know... Having she, to Like, keep her wedding was... There was a lot of obeying in her, like, vows at her wedding. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you will be here and obey <laughs> right, right, kind right. of a thing. Right, and, 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 I, and I think she did a great job in, like, this, like quiet like understated breakdown that she has like as they're going through like it's okay we'll have the wedding and everything will be fine and they'll forget it and it's just like her anxiety just grows and grows and then it kind of breaks down and I think that 
Um, her breakdown at the end was amazing when she was like, I just want somebody to like me best. That and was, was like, so good. That's a really good moment. Like, I get it. Like, I totally get it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Mm-hmm. It, I think she did a really good job, yeah, so she, I totally agree with she that. She does. She's very much like yeah. so. Definitely an honorable mention, but yeah. it's Nathan Lane had, took the cake. And you want to know what scene? That, oh, go. No, I no, was go, say, go, Gene go. Gene Hackman with that, with that when he comes out in that in drag and like you said, dancing with the a soldier. lot of movies wouldn't pay off what you think is happening. Like, but as like, soon as you see it, you're like, like, this is everything. I'm so glad this is happening. Gene Hackman in drag, bring it on. And he's. So out of place, but you could tell that he's like having so much fun doing it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like, I just thought it was really. I thought it he did was. such a good job. It was the cathartic end that the like the movie legitimately could right. not have. He's ended like, no one's dancing day. with yeah. me. So here's what I have to say, and this is why Nathan Lane takes the MVP for me. I think we have the same. And scene. you want to know what scene it is? I hope it's the same scene. Where okay. he comes in in the suit. Absolutely. Oh, yes. Oh yeah. That's, that's exactly what I was gonna and say. And he's got the pink socks on. Yeah, yes. and he will. I like when he's like and trying to sit. It's and, like, and all it's, nonverbal. It's every and honestly, it's a team effort because the facial, the literally facial expressions from the other two, yes. yeah, make it. But it's the. And I commend everybody involved because they took the time that needed to happen to make that scene work. Because if it had been rushed, it would have been fucked. And everybody would have seen through it. But it's that, it's the, it's the moments of silence in that scene. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the moments that you feel so uncomfortable for Nathan Lane. Mm -hmm. But like, it's so comedic, but so dramatic at the same time. And it's him. Like he's like you don't what? know how to feel. Is it, does he say what or yeah. no or he, he says like one word that like confirms what? that this is not working? Right. Yeah, it's a what. Yeah. yeah, and like the final like scene, you feel sad, you feel empowered, you feel inspired. You, feel, I mean, you feel so many emotions in that scene, and they literally that probably is the scene where people say the least. Yeah, yeah, it's it's there's all, no dialogue. It's all handled by stage direction and facial expressions and yeah, body language. It's amazing. That character is hard because a lot of the movie, like I can feel like that character can be very easily unlikable just based off of every scene is just emoting to the point where you have to leave and well, that's and a honest, drag. That's no. the culture of drag. But, it is. But but, but, but it's but, also it's also for me. Yeah. Like it very easily. We were talking about it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. I can't watch that because it goes over the line. Yes. For me, they Nathan Lane and the writing. It never like he's he, he gets it. really freaking close. Mm-hmm. There's a couple times where I'm like, okay, this is like, come on, come on, come on. But and it's usually in the hysterical moment. It's oh, not, absolutely. It's not like the witty moments. It's not the dialogue moments. It's the moments of hysteria where I'm like, wow, I've watched this 15 times. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm over it. But he never really goes way over the line. No. To where I'm like, I don't want to watch this. And even when, once he comes in, like, as soon as he comes back, like, that climax is kind of, to me, was like suffering a little bit. Like, being too theatrical and too, like, awkward and, like, not finding its footing. And once he gets involved, it is just picture mm-hmm. perfect. Yeah. Everything he does is just hysterical. He never feels as over the top and as dramatic as he can be. He never feels inauthentic, which is so difficult. I mean, granted, 
But you know Nathan Lane. Yeah, I was going to say, that's also why he's had the amazing stage career that he's had. Because he can be larger in life without playing larger than life. Yes. He just can be it. Right. Um, And he's probably one of the very few people in this world that can do it. I mean, he is. He's Nathan Lane. Like, he's that guy. Absolutely. You know? Yeah, for Mm. sure. Yeah, he's the MVP, so he's on the card. I believe these are both, uh, obviously, Dan Futterman's never been, I think you probably haven't seen a <laughs> no. Dan Futterman movie yet, but I believe this is Nathan Lane's first MVP, uh, preventing Rob Williams from getting multiple. Mm. I get my book, but I already spilled wine on it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just going to reiterate that. It was Red Wine, too. Yep, Red Wine. I was getting ready to rewrite that book. Everyone will remember it this It stayed episode. off the iPad. It stayed off the floor. It was a very impressive moment for me. It really was. Yeah. That was an impressive <laughs> moment for you? I'm Seriously, as your husband, I'm impressed. Thank you. The but table's that, very level. Yeah, but that that is also the reason why we have plastic glasses. Oh. Yes, <laughs> we all purposely got plastic glasses. Not not for RJ specifically, for Mullet more so. But that's yeah. like saying it's for the same mm-hmm. person. So really, who? There's a young child in the house. <laughs> yeah, and I'll give her a glass before you. <laughs> <laughs> um, or yourself. You've broken like yeah. three wine glasses. Yeah, I, get, I, I get I get tipsy. I get I get wine drunk. Um, mm. what else on the birdcage that we not tackled or covered that we want to address? I mean, yeah. I just think Where, it's a great message. So let me ask you guys, actually, again, I'm not the, the subject, the, kind of our last, like, overarching. You're not the subject or the subject matter expert. You need to, like, finish your sentence. Both, sorry. Oh. Uh, I'm so excited just for the question. <laughs> Gay movie Mount Rushmore. Does this fall on it? And if not, what is on it? This does not. Oh, I- Mm, this does not fall on it. I mean, for you, I I think this definitely falls on it. But like, let's let's be clear of the Give scope. This isn't like three different movies. This is probably, honestly, if there was a top ten gay culture mm-hmm. movies, I would put this on it. Okay, I would. Okay, <sighs> top ten. You'd have to say top, top ten. Top ten. Top ten. Yes. There's probably only I mean, it's ten. Certainly that made not going to be like. <laughs> I'm not talking box office because, mm. like, then you're getting in the weeds about, like, like what's Devil Wears it has Prada to be, like, would also be on this movie. Really? Just and, for and Stanley Tucci. Nothing, yeah, just, well, like, and just honestly, for Stanley Tucci. Like, the world's most perfect gay man. Mm-hmm. Like, honestly, and he's not even gay. Stanley Tucci's okay. not. No. No. But, but honestly, he but plays he so many gay people. But he, and he should does be. It so well. We look at him and we go, wow, when I'm. How old is he? Oh, he's probably in his early 60s at this point. I was going to say, when I'm that age, if I'm like Stanley Tucci, like, thank you. I want to give a shout out to the podfather, Rich Camelucci, for perfectly timing when I uh, first appeared in his new Chicago apartment. He was watching that Stanley Tucci Italian food CNN special. I was like, you had to have planned this. There's no way that you just, and he's like, I'm like, wait a second. No, no, no. You watching a CNN special about Stanley Tucci eating Italian food? Yeah, no, that's you. Never mind. He he will Mm -hmm. be 61 in November. Yeah. So, like, honestly, like, you can't get better than Stanley Tucci. But, um... Mm-hmm. What else is on that list? Honestly, that is the Washington. What else on is that on that list? list? I will give it like it, it's got to have Meryl Streep for one thing. So I'm giving. I mean, there's so many different things on that list. Mean Girls is definitely on. That mean list. Girls is definitely wow, on okay. List. Mean Girls is on that list. Um, so things that don't even net necessarily feature. No, but like, it's like it's like, like no because well, cause you still have Dorian in that movie, and, but. No, but I'm going to tell Damien. you, like, Damien, sorry. If you're going Damien. to say it, say it correctly. Yeah, Damien, Damien today's October he's 4. almost too gay to function. But here's the, the deal. The day after National Mean Girls Day. Uh-huh. But here's the deal with that. It's, 
the gay movies, I mean, then there's other ones that are like the trailblazers, like, I don't know, like, I'm going to pull a crazy one out. Have you ever seen Chasing Amy? Of course. Chasing Amy's one of my favorite movies. Okay. You know, we did a scene. We did a scene from Chasing Amy for, for our acting film. for the camera class. I college. really hate we, that. Actually, I, um, I wrote a show in college, and my director was in Chasing Amy. Who were they? Uh, she was, well, she was actually in the original, she was one of the creators of, um, the Laramie Project, if yep. you know what that yes. is. Yes, yes, I yeah. She was one of the creators of the Laramie Project. So okay. my my director was Kelly Simpkins and Lee Fondakowski were our mm-hmm. two directors, and they were both from Tectonic. And she was in the Chasing Amy movie. She was like a one of the friends, one of the gay friends. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. gorgeous, like six foot tall, amazing woman. And then um, she actually in the original Broadway play, I believe, or the movie, I can't remember which one. I haven't seen it in a while. For Laramie, she was the angel character. Okay. Um, but, um, yeah. You know what makes this so hard for me? I feel like just the way that gay culture is portrayed, that Mount Rushmore is probably a lot more TV than movie. Now? Yeah, now. (laughs) Well, but when you're, when you're talking about like iconic gay movies, right, it's not necessarily the ones that feature no because like you wouldn't you, like you wouldn't put Brokeback or... Mountain on there but like no. you probably right. no, if you probably because, walk if you ask right. any normal person be like oh it's probably Brokeback Mountain right, honestly you know honestly person, I'd put I'd like, put... like if you're doing like a family feud like quiz on the side of the road yeah. right and you're just having gay straight black white whoever walk by and ask what are the most famous gay movies they are not gonna say they're not gonna Blue fucking know because the they're fucking stupid yeah they're gonna who's gonna fucking say Moonlight no. no. It was the war of a scholar. Fuck you. <laughs> um, but they're going to say the things that are mass marketed and talked about no, in circles as gay. They, they wouldn't say, say the Danish honestly, like, girl. They're going to say anything that's like. They're going to say Dallas Buyers I mean, all of yeah. this. Right. You know, I. I not the things Rocky that necessarily Horror. embrace Whereas the Rocky Horror. Rocky honestly, Horror that would be on it. Rocky I'm sorry. Horror is actually top of the list now, isn't it? it That's it, probably it, the most. But but realistically, like again, I think I think part of this discussion, which we could have this discussion forever, yeah. is the fact that like when this movie came out, when the Birdcage came out, mm-hmm. even gay culture was like one thing. Right now, I think it's like. A bunch of things. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's so one like, umbrella. For me, right? Like I, I don't so know. True. I like if you tell me like what's your favorite like gay movie that I would sit down and watch and be like, yeah, I'm gay. Uh, the Devil Wears Prada, probably. and that's probably not the choice no. for somebody sure. else. Somebody but, else but, might right. say someone else would say milk. Right. Hundred percent, exactly. Hundred percent, and they would probably be a politician, right? I mean, there are dumb gay people. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and then I mean, and you can go into like the whole gay culture, but there's like there are branches of it. There's branches. It's developed into. I mean, somebody. If you said, yeah, if you said, rightfully so. Like honestly, RJ. Yes. Have you ever watched an episode of RuPaul's Drag Race that I didn't make you watch? No. Okay. No, I'm too busy watching Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yes. <laughs> Those which, are mutually exclusive audiences. I know nothing which, about because I... Which has some gay stuff in it. It has <laughs> some gay stuff. Right. Honestly, but and they're think, pulling it off pretty well right yeah. now. Yeah. But I think that what you said, Max, speaks for like what you were talking about earlier, how far it's come, right? Yeah. Like, like over the past 25 years, how much... And what RJ was saying, like now like there's laws in place and things like that like mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. people are free to be who they mm-hmm. want like, to be and I so own our house now right yeah right, right. exactly this is, this is probably the same exact yeah. time as the ellen thing right 
I think it was probably, probably the same year there. or like the year before. Oh, when she came out she on came TV. Out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I and think it was probably everything. I think yeah. it was probably well, around. Now she's something else. Wow. Well, <laughs> Man, I wish there was a video podcast for people to see like how well you acted in that moment of just yeah. like. <laughs> it's like you know what? Sometimes you just gotta talk, spit the truth out, and just you know we're not all great. Yeah, she's not your guys' pope. No, nope. Um, but nope. but That's the only I, I just think that it, it's a beautiful thing. I think that this movie is so funny. And it wonderful. is. Yes. We wouldn't be where we are today without mm-hmm. the sh- Lacage Faux. Mm-hmm. We would not be where we are today without people like Jerry Herman. We would not be where we are today without people like, Freddie you know, Mercury. Robin Williams, Freddie, Wer- Freddie, Freddie, Freddie Mercury, Mercury, Robin Williams, you know, we're talking about the gay list. Honestly, Mrs. Doubtfire is on Broadway right now. Oh, yeah. I would put that on there. I would put that on sure. there. And, and it's a story about love and your family and like all that kind of stuff. Which but is there foundation. are... You know, Uncle Frank and Aunt Jack are in that right, movie. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And Harvey Firestein's in that movie who yeah. wrote I've got, the, I got a quick question. Yeah. Have we named a single reference to a lesbian movie? Oh, there are plenty, but I don't know. But of the list that we've said. I'm not well, a freak Chasing of fire Amy. Oh, Chasing, Chasing Amy. Amy. Yeah, that's right, right, cool. cool. That unfortunately has not aged well. Well, no, it's yeah. not. But, but no. that, I that love is, that movie. Uh, yes, but I'm fearful to get to like, it. But honestly, well. that's like I would equate that to like watching something like Dawson's Creek. Yeah. You yeah. know, at this point, it's like well, that's yeah, no, very period. Was, yes. But well, there I, was gay in Dawson's Creek too. They, they, they there had a was, whole gay storyline. Yeah, I mean, but we're Jack. not sitting here watching Queer as Folk, so like. You know, and that's a whole other thing. Big Love, wasn't it? Big Love. That's the Mormon, like that's the polygamy movie. Which one's or the one that was TV on show. HBO? The L word. The L word. The L word. I know the that for sure. The L word on Showtime. Yeah. Oh god. There's also looking for an unfortunate amount of time. Yeah, I don't I think they really do. Either. Like you mentioned a couple <laughs> earlier that are very much like foreign films that, like, right. if you follow Moonlight? like the awards circuit. No, oh, Blue is the warmest color. Yeah, Blue is the warmest color. Portrait of a Lady on and it's Fire. Actually, it's actually know, really interesting because most girl. of these, most of these, we're talking about, and we're having, we're actually having a harder time coming up with stuff, which is actually pretty shocking and now in today's time but it's a lot of stuff that's still not it's still b-list stuff yeah which is really or or for whatever reason it has i think just because of and again this is going down a whole nother road but like it's it's sexualization and the the roles of men versus women in entertainment it has a certain stigma or a certain classification that feels a little bit more seedier and steamier and less mainstream because they're, they're going to have to... How are you going to market this to? Boys are just going to go jerk off to it? That's honestly I can't the shitty fucking yeah. I think the executive I, mindset behind yeah, it. Yeah, no. I think the challenge of today's shows and today's movies and what's going on is that gay culture and like a gay character is just like an automatic insertion at this point mm-hmm. without any thought. So I can't tell you how many shows we've watched where it's like all of a sudden, oh, this person's gay with no... Backstory, no nothing, and it's like, I don't know. That's where that's where it's kind of moved at, for a moment, and I don't think it's going to last here. But it's it's cheapened it a little bit, right? It's, and it's, it's inauthentic. Assumed. It's inauthentic. Yeah. It's it doesn't give that person a 
like they're not a character. They're just the you, gay best. Friend. You have a checklist. Right. And you're mm-hmm. just marking right. off what we need. Exactly. We need well, some color. That, we need yeah. uh, sexual orientation. Right. We need yeah. drama. Exactly. We, we need, need right. magical powers. Yes. Right. We need we a need dog. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Magical powers. <laughs> Everyone. <laughs> Everyone has to have magical powers. But um, but and we've talked about some really big um movies and TV shows that do feature like Call Me by Your Name because we don't talk about Army Hammer because we don't want to be on a list. Right. Yeah. Um, but Love, Simon has been big. Mm-hmm. We talked about milk. We did. Yeah. We talked about milk. Um, but that was more about the pop. Well, Bohemian Rhapsody. Bohemian Rhapsody. Rhapsody. Honestly, Rocket that's Man. probably. You know what? Bohemian Rhapsody and Rocket Man, and I might have the unpopular opinion here, but mm-hmm. I would go Bohemian Rhapsody every freaking day because I think Rocket Man got a little too much. I've not seen Rocket Man, but I That's probably vehemently disagree with you just because I was not a Bohemian Rhapsody fan. What? <laughs> you weren't a Bohemian Rhapsody fan? From from a storytelling and from a performance standpoint, yeah. But I thought it was just a shit show of like a screenplay well, and yeah. directing well, and everything. Yeah, but yeah. That's, yeah. that's me getting technical. There's not. There's some, but like you said, yeah. There's not a lot that are like mainstream. Yeah, Brokeback Mountain was honestly Brokeback probably Mountain. the most mainstream movie that I can think of. Well, and the Moonlight. And then and beyond, Moonlight. so beyond those two, and I believe Brokeback, I think both were based off of books. An important thing to to point out before yeah. that was that mm-hmm. they were all based on real people. So there's not a lot of original characters. No. Milk, Real yeah, person. they're all they're Real. all based. Yeah. Even if you go like down like Imitation Game and some of the other right, like, right. it's yep. taking it's, it's taking, all historical, right? Historical. There's nobody that's happen. coming up with these characters besides. Well, and but it's a problem. I still can't say it. Lakeda Falls or mm-hmm. sure, that's close enough. Um, Lakaja <laughs> Falls. Lakaja Falls. I'm just horrible at other You're languages fine. learning. It's He's French. from Ohio. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I think that that's also something we've talked about when we've talked about like female characters as well because a lot of like movie writers are men mm-hmm. and I guess in a lot of cases the people who make movies are straight white men mm-hmm. and so that's why like this whole push of everything like the minorities and the women features and and all kinds of different things coming to light I think it will get better there's still a level of appeasement to it yeah. Yes, because there always will be though because yeah. they always make money. Yeah. You have to, you have to for like a better term. Broadway that right now. Yeah. yeah, and honestly, like, and that's not to get into like a crazy subject, but that's part of why I was like, ooh, <coughs> you know, because a lot of times, you know, I have a degree in theater. You get into theater because of all the feel goods, and you know, mm-hmm. they teach you in college. It's all about the art form and like all this kind of stuff. What they don't teach you is, oh, we're gonna kick you into this world that's big business. Mm-hmm. And, like, all that other stuff is secondary, and you're not part of that. Just do what we tell you to do. Yeah. And that's the hard part. Yeah. That's the that's the part that, like, makes this sad, because realistically, you know, and that's why I appreciate movies like this and shows like La Caja Faux and all that kind of stuff, because the creation part, the original creation, Broadway, movies, all that kind of stuff, there aren't a lot of, like, one-offs no. going on anymore. No. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's a lot of R&D, and that's not research and development. That's rip-off and duplicate. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yep. And exactly. that's the part that yeah. is hard. Yeah. And there's know? a lot of, for lack of a better term, whitewashing yeah. of mm-hmm. stories and characters, too. Pollyanna. In this country, it, what? Right. Yeah. Exactly. No. Exactly. You're from Ohio. Tell us about that. <laughs> I was just That's there. That's been all no. for this week. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, one that, the one other thing I was going to mention was I, if they made this today, 
like there would be an uproar about Robin Williams being casted. Oh well, he's not alive. So. Well, no, but I'm saying, oh, but no. like, there but like, would be no. so right. Oh, yeah. yeah, like, he's right. So right. That, that it would, it would create a, a problem. Straight man, or assumedly straight man, mm-hmm. playing. Yeah, this gay I say character. that, but you're also watching. My husband's also watching Modern Family, and the guy who plays Cam is, is a straight, straight man, man who yep. just got multi multi time Emmy winner for that role. I, mm-hmm. in my opinion. You know, this is like, and I and I can go into this like crazy, but in my opinion, it's more about the authenticity. And I don't, you know, if an actor is going to do their job, I trust somebody to put themselves. Like I trust Meryl Streep. I yeah. trust Meryl Streep to portray whatever character right. she's studying mm-hmm. in the correct way. I don't necessarily. If she's playing a lesbian, I don't think she has to like be a lesbian. Yeah, right. Um, and that's. That's a lot of the cancel culture and all this right. like, crazy stuff sure, that's going yeah, on right yeah. now that I... You heard it here, folks. Max is interested in blackface. <laughs> you were bound to determine... I'm going to get another <laughs> You were bound <laughs> to determine to pigeonhole something after what he <laughs> said earlier. I think that that... But I, I think that you're right and not right. Like, I, I honestly think it depends, but... Has the guy who played Cam, I know he's, like, engaged to a woman, but has he ever come out and said that he's purely, like, heterosexual? I believe so, yeah. Because I remember, wasn't there a big to-do, and, like, they hadn't kissed, like, on the show up to, like, uh, like the asking. fifth or sixth season? He just said that you've been watching Modern Family. I'm like, of I course you are. I am watching it. That's not, that's, that's only because that's I've never watched it. Exactly. It's that's the background show. To. But, but, I... I see that, but I also don't see it. Like, again, and like, why does it matter? Exactly what Max said. If they're good at their it's, job, it's why an, should it matter? Sure. And it stands to mention that, like, when this movie was made, Nathan Lane wasn't out. I mean, if you had ears and eyes, yeah. you know, yeah. it's yeah. the same thing. Like, you watch a Wham! music video, and it's like, George Michael. Right. You know, like, right. like but, there's certain, you know, I, you can just kind of tell. I see the but, point, but, yes. Which is kind of the theme of the movie. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. See, we, um, we figured it out. We yeah. did it, guys. <laughs> I, you know, and then have you guys actually talking, going back to TV shows that we're watching, have you watched Grace and Frankie? No, I have not. But, uh, uh, but Noreen has. My mother has, and okay. I believe I believe somebody else. And I'm not my ashamed. Mom, that I think my mother has, yeah. too. That's great. I will watch it with all the mothers. The writing is really good. Yeah. Um, the situations are authentic, mm-hmm. and it again, it's two men that are not homosexual being homosexual, and it's... 100% believable and I like it. It's, uh, who is it? It's, it's Martin Waterston. Sheen and Sam Waterston. Okay. I knew because I get, I get mixed up because uh, the, I always get, I always like the Grace and Frankie and the Kaminsky method are in like the same universe. No. <laughs> but that's Michael Douglas and Alan Arkin. <laughs> <laughs> Completely yeah. different. But I'd still watch that movie or still watch that show if it was just Michael mm-hmm. Douglas and Alan yeah. Arkin just like going at it on a futon. <laughs> no, but if you want to talk <laughs> I'm like, bring it on. <laughs> Actually, you say that, and it makes me want to die. <laughs> um, well, neither one of them would live through it. So well, that's been all. This. <laughs> no, this has been really fun. Guys. It has. Well, we have yeah. to score the movie. So, okay. uh, scale of one to ten, you can go halves if you'd like. Not quarters. Not quarters. Okay. Um, halves. Yeah. Uh, guess go first. The birdcage. Yes. I'm gonna give it. You know what? I'm gonna give it an eight point five. Eight point five. Okay. And I, I, you know, I was between seven. 5 and 8.5 and I'm going to give it an 8.5 because I appreciate the historical element where it comes from all that kind of stuff and the fact that I watched it this morning and really enjoyed myself hell yeah yeah 8.5 
Yeah. I, was I, it revolutionary? Was it the best movie I've ever seen? Nah. I, but for, the performances are really performances good. Performances are great. Great scripts. What good pedigree behind it. I That was my score as well. I'm giving it an 8.5. RJ? I hate you both for making me feel like I'm on no, the train. No, no. 8.5? Okay. 8.5. Well, so, Anthony, want to join this? You, girl. Yeah. Want to join this 8.5 man train? <laughs> and what we're saying is it's better than average. It's worth the watch. Are we promising that it's, it's going to be your really, favorite movie? No. Absolutely. No. It's fucking fun. An eight and a half laugh. to me is a, that is a it's borderline a great movie that you could turn on and watch. Uh, true story. Uh, I forget what interview he was in, but Paul Thomas Anderson, one of our greatest living American filmmakers. Mm-hmm. You should uh, also see uh, Go see Licorice pizza. pizza. I have it in the movie league, please. Um, we have it. I drafted it. You're not a part of this. Um, uh, said that there are two Married movies. With movies, everyone. <laughs> there are two movies that no matter what he is doing, if he finds them on television, he will stop and watch. And it is The Birdcage and The Shining. <laughs> it's wow. like no matter what part I turn that movie on, I will watch the rest of that movie from beginning to end. That's actually. And it's, I mean, this is the guy that made fucking There Will Be Blood. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he knows what he's talking about. So. Daniel, I mean, any. Well. There will be blood, just not yeah. much of it. Honestly, like, can I marry into this so we can just talk about movies every week? Uh, hey, not? I will happily divorce her for you. <laughs> I'm not marrying RJ. I and then, spent 15 years with you. I'm not spending. I don't know why that was immediately on the table. Well, because you were trying to, you tried to, you tried to beat me for a you few years. You can't be alone. Yeah. Do you have a Jewish thing? Do I have a Jewish thing? No, she was my first and only Jew. Yeah, and then here we are. Yes, I better have been, you fucking ass. No, I, I think I did. I think they were, yeah. There was a Greek. There was... RJ Stewart. <laughs> Were you my first Jewish boy? It is very much a familial thing because M and Kara. Kara is very gotcha, Jewish. Gotcha, well, gotcha, so, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so it's just something, something about us, us mullet folk and yeah. picking up our Jews. It's the guilt. It is the guilt <laughs> and the real good food. Anything either one of you gentlemen would like to plug? This is your time to advertise your social media or anything you got going on. Other podcasts uh, you might be doing. Uh, don't follow RJ. <laughs> Don't follow RJ. That's literally the handle. What? Is that that's your handle? Huh? At don't follow okay. RJ. Yeah. No. <laughs> is that how you're supposed to say? I was going to commend him for an hour and twenty minutes of not doing podcast RJ, yeah. and he just started doing it to you, yeah. and you just shut it down immediately. <laughs> well, if you're looking or uh, to buy or sell a home, no, just <laughs> but not really. It. But not really. No, but not really. Um, what? What? Where could the people find you? If you where could people found. find me? They Honestly, like find my find my Facebook, Max Wardlaw. Find my business page, Max Wardlaw Central Florida Real Estate. I also work in Northern or uh, Southwest Michigan, where I'm from. Um, and my husband's laughing at me because this is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> and you yours, of course, for us, wherever you get your podcasts every single week, patreon.com slash audio for bonus content that we barely don't do anymore. Yeah, boys. <laughs> we're too busy. Yeah, boys. Uh, we are not sponsored by Seagram's Gin. <laughs> but we'll figure out something else. Uh, uh, Facebook.com slash movies at movies on Twitter, MeredithMovies at gmail.com. For me, at your host, Malt38 on Instagram. And arcadeaudio.net slash podboggle for my retro wrestling diary, where I'm in the middle of the year 1995 and it sucks ass. <laughs> I probably just watched Lawrence Taylor, former New York Giant linebacker, main event fucking WrestleMania. It was a bad year for wrestling. 
Samantha? At Jam with Dear Sam. Great. You're just as simple. (laughs) (laughs) We should do this together. Yep. You know movies, you have the theater background. That would be too much. It would be too much. We'll brainstorm. We'll go outside and check the gutters some more and we'll we'll brainstorm. Yeah, I can can do it. I, I love checking gutters. So it's, it is a very badly veiled euphemism. Yeah, it sounds yeah. like we're doing something even dirtier than what yep, we're doing. 100%. <laughs> the dryer vent might be dirty. No one knows. Yeah. You can't tell unless you go outside. Okay, this is the first time that I've had a guest where we were able to make Sam have this reaction. Normally it's Sam and the guest that make me angry. Yeah. This is great. Yeah. And he's just here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because then I'd have to partner up with RJ on something, and that's not appealing at all. Hello. For RJ and Max, this is Mullet. Is that it for this week's episode? Oh, this is also Mullet. So is that it for this week's episode? You forgot what to do? I've had drinks too. <laughs> I just quietly been getting them. Signing up for this week's episode of Married with Movies. I'll catch you next time at our. On our table. What'll be the couch? Or the couch. In some place in our home. Slash the movies. The ending is always clunky. It's very clunky. <laughs> we haven't worked out the logistics yet. Bye. Well, that worked. Yeah. <laughs> See, it's Tope that's the problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What is this dream I see? Why does it seem so real to me? What if this dream turns out to be more than a dream? Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at arcadeaudio.net.